T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was a soft open right there. A little, so- a little delayed. Uh, I'm almost there, and I finished. It's a soft beer. Is it a soft kind of day? Is it a soft beer? I hope it's soft. I don't I don't Ooh, think it's a soft good. kind of day. I think it's a hyped kind of day because it's opening day, baby. In baseball? Whatever. I already hate baseball. His team lost 3-2 in the first game of the season. To the worst all- team, one of the worst teams in baseball, Michael. Well, look, it's opening day, right? My team's losing 3-2 right now in the 10th inning, and I'm recording this podcast instead of watching it because I have work to do. Yeah, but your team is losing to a solid team. My team lost to a bad team. <laughs> Both of our aces had shaky but good starts at the same yeah. time. I don't know. I'm pretty hyped about today. I, I've been like darting all over MLB TV, <clears> watching different games on my phone and on my Xbox. And uh, on the Xbox app, you can put two up at the same time. And if you flick the joystick over, it puts the audio of that game mm. on. So that was kind of neat. I did not watch any baseball on television today because I had to have me some Tom Hamilton. Yes. So I went radio oh, interesting. for the Cleveland game today. Well, you know you could put the radio call over the video yeah, of it. I was it. showering, doing the dishes taking the garbage out, cleaning the house. I just figured I'd listen to a little Tom Hamilton talk to me about baseball. All right. Hey, sometimes the classic radio call is the best. Yep. And we As the suck, season, so I have to have positives. <laughs> As the season goes on for me, when I'm in the car and they're playing, I will put on John Sterling. But uh, because it was today, I uh, totally legally put the video on in my car and like rested it up somewhere so I could I could glance at it every once in a while yeah, because Cle- you know it's it's the it's opening day I don't want to listen to the radio on opening day for me the, the Cleveland TV people are pretty solid yeah but Tom Hamilton's a legend he is a legend so that he is all right we can be found most places you can find podcasts on Apple Podcasts Google Play Odyssey app Odyssey no longer radio.com it's the same app it just changed names and branding odyssey app uh fan.com stitcher omni you can find us on social media i am at mike lynch 27 on twitter patrick's at p diddy 085 on twitter and instagram and the podcast is instagram.com slash beers on us at beers on us pod on twitter and facebook.com slash beers on us send us dms let us know what you're drinking let us know what you think about the episode uh, I saw a couple of DMs come in that I forgot to look at this morning, uh, but uh, somebody was going through California and was mm. giving us some reviews of some of the Cali beers. I think he went down to Palm Springs, 
And then I saw another DM, but I, for, I forgot to check it. it. It popped up on my phone, and I was watching baseball, and I got distracted. But keep doing that. We love it. Even if we don't like respond or like it right away, we're still seeing it. Don't worry. Uh, we appreciate all the beers that you guys are sending us. Mike went to Cali, so shout out to Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, a shout out to Blake for giving us some <clears throat> some cool stuff that he's been drinking oh, as well. Oh, that's right. It was Blake who sent us the second ones. Yep. And uh, do, 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 do. That was all what I saw this I morning, I think. At? What else am I looking at? This thing sometimes doesn't always give me the dates. Mm. Saturday. Yep. Jeremy Jeremy chimed in on Saturday. And I ran into RJ today at uh Yield Bridgetown. Bridgetown. I was picking up this beer we're drinking right now, and he was there, and I decided to say hello and sit and have a beer with him. Very nice. He actually bought this beer for us. So Thank you very much, RJ. Yeah. He much came love. in town very much to appreciated. He owed uh, a bet <clears throat> to a Oregon State Beaver friend of his. Because so he, he is a Duck fan. So he had to find some Corvallis beer. And so he is stopped by to pick up some Corvallis beer. Gotcha. Understood. Makes sense. Uh, we are going to do an episode today. That As we always do each week. Every Thursday at 4 o'clock. Uh, we are going to do an episode today on what we'd like to see more of in the beer world. And it's based loosely on the beer that we're drinking on the episode today, which is the Sticky Hands Brewer's Choice. And I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, what could we do where based around the beer that we're drinking or anything unique for the episode today? And, you know, the idea of a Brewer's Choice beer is kind of interesting to me because last week or two weeks ago now, we did the Cocoa Cow. Or was that last week? It was last week. We did the special Cocoa Cow. Herd Mentality is the series. Which is the same beer, but is different. And now we're having the same beer, Sticky Hands, and Patrick will read it in a minute, but it's different. So we're seeing breweries kind of do this with their special brands, with their core brands, and just tweaking it a little bit, changing it up, and uh, releasing a beer that's a little bit of a, a different take on a classic. And I like that. I think that's uh, I think that's kind of an interesting take on on beer so i wanted to kind of go into what we want to see moving forward with some breweries what we'd like to see more of so that's kind of the idea of the episode today as we have the special brewers cut sticky hands but we can beer let's start with that we can beer uh i've been drinking a lot of chucking up pilsner because it's on draft at places i like to go i had a fresh batch of uh ruse translator which tasted awesome is that their pale ale no it's their house ipa Mm. which is surprising because i was at ruse a couple weeks ago and they did not have translator on draft yet i found fresh in the wild which is whatever so i had that and i enjoyed that gearing up i've been getting a lot of recommendations from a lot of you on places to hit up and bend so thank you for very much for that i'll be hit there on monday and tuesday very nice. I forgot about that. Yes. I'm very excited to hear next week about your bench. Then I'm going to be in Dundee on Thursday, but I probably won't That's do wine, a, right? I probably won't do a lot of beer there. <laughs> That's wine and what I am told is a famous must-stop taco truck really? in Dundee. Interesting. And I love me some tacos. Yeah, you are a big taco guy. We talked about this off the air last week. I am way more into the like richer, heavier foods, so burritos or enchiladas, because tacos are just the baby edition of those. Yeah, yeah, you'd rather have a burrito, which is a giant log full of stuff that you <laughs> yes. can eat. Yep. Otherwise, you'd be eating seven tacos, and that's yep. a lot of tortilla. That is a lot Me, of tortilla. I eat three tacos, and I am happy as a clam. <laughs> uh, my week in beer was in New Jersey, so I went back to New Jersey this week, and I got a chance to have a couple of interesting beers, the first of which- Was this at your engagement party? That is not a real thing, despite what the radio people want you to think. That is not a real thing. Now it's the podcast people, too. 
Thanks for bringing it on to the podcast. Much anytime, brother. Anytime. I'm not engaged. <laughs> and uh, I don't think you would. I just, I had to take a shot. I'm I not had, engaged, had... nor do I have a kid coming on the way. Uh, that's impossible. So, but yes, my girlfriend did meet my parents and part of my family for the first time. That's went, excellent. Went very, very nice. That's awesome. Uh, my uncle broke out a $35 barrel-aged imperial stout from Brooklyn Brewing. Ooh, hello. That he shared amongst the four men at, at, at Passover. And uh, it was really, really good. That's awesome. Uh, you know, that's my favorite style of beer. And he knew it was my favorite style of beer. He was like, oh, let's try this. I saw it on the shelf and I thought of you and wanted to bring it to Passover. And Brooklyn Brooklyn Beer, Brooklyn Brewing is like the OG of New York. Yeah. Like that's one of the OG crafts. It was uh, not very alcohol tasting. Ooh, love it. It had a very good whiskey barrel uh, flavor to it. And very chocolatey and very high depth of flavor. You hope for the price you're going to get that if you're getting this, the especially expensive barrel aged stouts. And that was what we got. And then uh, there was a Carton Brewing, which I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And the messenger, he he DM'd me on Twitter saying that there's a specific Carton Double IPA that they had that when he had it was quite good. And I sent a picture to him. It was uh, it's it's the zip code of the area. It's like zero seven seven XX is the name of the beer. And he was like, oh, go try that. That one's really good. My uncle did have that because Carton is very close to their house down the shore. But apparently, Carton does a series where for all the towns that are around where Carton is, they do a special double IPA with the exact zip code of said town using a a different hop as a like triple hopped process. Okay. Uh, so I had, I, I tried two of those. Sadly, they were both a little oxidized. You know, my uncle probably just had it in the fridge for a while. So mm-hmm. it probably just aged in that sense. But... Um, I thought they were still tasty. I mean, minus the oxidation, they're solid double IPAs. I like it because there's a good sweetness to it, and uh, I tend to enjoy that in double IPA. I know that's why you don't love double IPAs so much because there's a kind of that like right when you first take the sip. But I enjoy that, so I, I, I had fun with that. Well, speaking of that, I also we... had like nine glasses of wine and had the worst hangover I've had in a long time. The next day, <laughs> a lot of sugar and wine, huge mistake. Uh, well, that that reminds me. Yesterday we had we all shared a Drecker double IPA. Yes, which um. Drecker, you can get a lot of their stuff in town. It's usually hazy double IPAs or smoothie sours. We had a hazy double IPA. It was not bad. It Honestly, we didn't pour it into a glass, but it honestly didn't taste very hazy because they labeled it as only a double IPA. Right. Um, but from what we've seen from Drecker is they almost exclusively do hazies and smoothie sours. Right. So we were very nervous when we tried it. I enjoyed it. Good. I mean, it was. I, I did too. I, I mean, it, was it wasn't. Fine. It wasn't like my favorite double IPA, but I went into it with a very, very skeptical eye, and I took a sip, and I was like, you know what? I like this beer. Okay, it's not so bad. Why not? Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, I didn't. I ended up not finishing mine for no reason other than we just ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it wasn't offensive. You know, I didn't. I didn't feel like it was masking. You know, sometimes hazies mask some off flavors. There which were there was something drives that drives me crazy that was in it that wasn't necessarily an off flavor, as far as I could tell, but was just strange. Yeah. But otherwise, I could taste the. I think mosaic was in it. Uh, I could taste the mosaic really, really strongly coming through, and it it didn't give me a pulpy vibe. It just gave me a kind of the softer, smooth vibe that you would get from a hazy. Yeah. But even that went away a little bit because it was a double IPA. Right. So it was actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah. So the can was really cool. That's what all their stuff looks like. Can it's hard. It, sick. My problem with that brewery is that everything looks the same. They're all some weird one-off style of that 
branding, and that's confusing to me. Yeah, I guess that is true, because I saw... Like, the smoothie sours look just like that beer. But they're, like, different colors a little bit, right? But it's the same kind of, like, really artistic style on the can, yeah. but they have, like, different designs on it. Yeah, I could see that being a problem, but I think, old, the, I think the artwork is still pretty cool. Call me old-fashioned, but that white can with a gold outline of a bear, and it says Pilsner on it from Freem, I'm into that. I'm really into that. I love that. I had that lunch from Maine Brewing Company, literally just white label. Lunch. Lunch. Yeah. Like, yep. That I'm was in. a little oversimplified for me. but I love it. Yeah. I just wanted to say beer. <laughs> beer. <laughs> I remember growing up, I watched, <clears throat> growing up, my family were big Roseanne fans. Watched a lot of Roseanne in my house growing up, and they had, whenever Dan went to the uh, icebox to get himself a beer, uh, they had some like fake label on it, mm-hmm. but it was this like burnt yellow checkered can that just said beer. And I was like, I want that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I want that. I mean, I, I, I get I get that. I, I like that. I think we talked a little bit about this in our brewery branding episode where it was like sometimes simpler is better. Yeah. But you got to be able to draw someone on the shelf, too. And if there's like a bunch of colorful stuff everywhere that's going to draw the eye in your can, it's just yellow and says beer. Well, and usually it just confuses me when I see all the color. I'm like, I don't know what's going on over there. I'm moving on over here. Uh, meanwhile, I'm like, ooh, look at this can. Yeah. Ooh, look at this. Ooh, yeah. piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. I mean, no. I'm, I'm firing up the shotgun and telling the kids to get off my lawn. <laughs> you are a simple <laughs> 72-year-old man in a 30-year-old body. <laughs> yeah, although sometimes his body feels like a 50-year-old body. But mm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. nobody's fault but my own. Nobody's fault but mine. Yeah, the uh, so that's what I had. I didn't have a ton of beer. My dad had a barrel-aged porter that he had me try that, honestly, I thought was a little bit mediocre. Uh, he was he hadn't tried it yet, but he was like, oh, it's barrel-aged and porter, and, you know, let's, let's have it together. Uh, it was fine, but it kind of lacked that depth of flavor that I love in barrel-aged beers, and I think maybe a little bit of the, the fact that it was a porter instead of a stout was part of the reason why it lacked a little bit of that extra depth of flavor. But uh, I had a couple Sam Smiths. He always has Sam Smiths in the fridge. So I had an oatmeal stout, an imperial stout, and a nut brown ale. And those were always solid. Legendary old brewery out of England, and he loves them. So that was my week in beer. Nothing crazy. And um, I did try the special edition Ort a couple days ago from Ecliptic, the imperial stout. Oh, okay. Last year, I couldn't deal with it at all. It was a tiramisu, and it was like way too spiced. This year it was orange and lemon zest, and it had cinnamon and clove in it. So the clove, you know, I don't love clove in my beer, but it wasn't overpowering. And otherwise, I thought the fruit flavors really kind of took over that clove flavor, which I enjoyed. So I very much enjoyed the Ort, and I also had the Grave Digger as well, the uh, Mosaic Grave Digger. Grave Dancer. Grave Dancer, sorry. Uh, I also forgot, uh, Tyler dropped off those barrel-aged beers. I have the Ale Song. I for sure drank the Degard. Mm. Blueberry Degard. Me and the lady killed it. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to share it with me. It was delicious. <laughs> I have the ale song. I will share the ale song with you. No, you don't have to. But the, uh, the if you want it, you can have it. The the, the blueberry was not going to last long. Well, Degard and then I, I love those darker berry Degard beers. Mm-hmm. If it's like a grape or a blueberry kind of sour, I've liked those a and lot. And it was right up my alley because it's not overly acidic, not overly tart, real thin body, nice bubbly, um, bright and crisp. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. All right, so in front of us right now, we are drinking the Sticky Hands Brewers Cut. Read the can for us, my friend. Well, on the side, it says Citra Mosaic Centennial Strata. If you remember, we've been following this series as we tried every single one of them so far. Correct. The Brewer's Cut 2021 features hop varietals and lots that our brewers hand-selected throughout the Pacific Northwest, Mosaic, Centennial, Citra, and Strata. 
Combining these hops with our base sticky hands recipe produces an exhilarating ale that highlight our personal favorite ingredients from the region brewed with innovative techniques, resulting in a truly hop experience. So yeah, they're using the hops they use in their special series. Packaged on the 23rd. And from the first couple sips, it feels different than a, a typical sticky hands to it me. Does, it does. It feels softer. It feels way softer. Told you. Yeah, you did. I was like, it's a soft beer. You were like, is it? And I was like, I don't know, Mike. Is it? Well, you didn't say that. I, I think in your head you said that mockingly, but you didn't want to be God, super douchey. Such an idiot. But Mike. now I'm super. I, I like <laughs> opened up the super douchey window, and you could do that. Uh, it's interesting because what I love about Sticky Hands is how high ABV it is, and how flavorful it is, and how dank it is. And this is kind of you get the essence of that, but it's not that. And it, it kind of comes across as a completely different beer, to be honest with you. Yeah, which the, I think is cool. I think the hop flavor in this is. Kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a good way, maybe not in a good way. I get some dankness, but then I get this tropical thing, and it's almost like a tug of war. So I don't know if I like that tug of war. I think the mosaic <clears throat> comes through immediately. And then you're right, yeah, it kind of it kind of mellows itself out mm-hmm. into a citrus bomb, and then it gets even mellower. It's almost like it goes mosaic first, citrus second, centennial last, and the strata is the supporting hop for all of them. I love that hop. So sexy, but I feel like isn't that kind of in the palette? Yeah. It goes through that, and it, they're not all. I kind of like that idea of the walkthrough. Yeah, but they're not all meshing together like we sometimes will see with multiple hop IPAs. It's almost like a little mini journey, and I think that's why I like it so much because it's what I like in beer. When you get when you take a sip, and each little bit of it is different. So yeah, I, I I'm not sure I'm going to say it's better than Sticky Hands. That might be a travesty to say. Yeah, that's a t- that's that's a tough but thing to push at. I really enjoy this beer a lot. I really do. Well, good. Good. Are you not, I'm happy. You're not enjoying it the same way? I think it's fine. Um, I think it's fine. I think I... I love the nose. I think if this were just the single hop series Brewer's Cut, I would like that. I think Sticky Hands is a little you mean you, not true to form. You think naming it Sticky Hands was yeah, the mistake? Yeah. That even if it is the base recipe using these hops, I would have maybe liked to seen a... Maybe like to have seen a different title for it. And then you just call it like Brewer's Cut IPA. Sure. And you just explain what, what's going on. And Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Again, we talked about this in the brewery branding episode. Sometimes you hurt yourself with your branding. Uh, in this case, though, I think this is selling it. I think anybody that likes Sticky Hands is going to have this and be like, oh, that's kind of different. And it's not going to deter them from drinking another one or deter them from drinking right. Sticky Hands. But I mean, maybe not. Okay, maybe that was the wrong way to put it. I meant more like mislabeling something. Where we talk about the IPAs that are labeled as Live American IPAs. in a world IPAs. of mislabeled IPAs. I know, it's frustrating. And that's like, I, I see your point. This is selling this beer a lot more than just regular Block 15 Brewer's Cut, right? Right. Like people, if they go to the shelf and they see Sticky Hands, they're going to see Sticky Hands and Emerging Sunshine, and they're going to go, oh, I'm taking Sticky Hands, right? right. Just because it's the more not- notorious beer from Block 15. So, I mean, yeah, it's selling it off the shelf probably way more, way more efficiently, but... I still like it. I still like it. Yeah, I'm a fan of this beer. So the question I wanted to pose is, is this a kind of thing you'd like to see more of? And if not, what would you like to see more of from breweries in the next few months or next year or whatever? Because I think it's really cool in these two weeks in a row that we've done that it's been the same beer but different. Whether mm-hmm. it was Coco Cow with Sun <clears throat> River or this with Block 15 I really enjoy that idea of a mainstay brand being tweaked a little bit. It's still sitting on the shelf next to said mainstay brand, 
but I, I like that idea. It's 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 a tweaking things. It's it's not resting on your laurels. It's trying new recipes. It's getting creative, but also going back to the well. I kind of like that idea a lot. When you ask the question, do you mean just in beer wise, or is it open for anything? I I mean, I guess I was kind of thinking beer wise, but that's you fine. Can, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, Let, let's let's keep it in that lane. Um, I mean, we we talked about this when we first started started kind of diving into this block series here. I am always, always going to be intrigued when it comes to an educational process. When there is an opportunity for me to see something a little more behind the curtains, you know, and I'm very fortunate that I've, you know, I've been around breweries, you know, and and the operations in a brewery that I kind of got a little extra knowledge than maybe the average person. But anytime I see something that lets you pull back the curtain a little bit, I'm into that. Now, specifically what that is, I'm not sure. I think that's a good thing to leave up to the breweries themselves, you know. Like with Block 15, of course, a single hop series featuring different hops from different farms, that's right up their alley. Yeah. You know, if, you know, I would love to see if Wayfinder is going to do an American-style Pilsner, a Czech-style Pilsner, and a German-style Pilsner, and hell, you can throw in an Italian-style Pilsner <clears throat> and maybe even a Japanese Pilsner lager, whatever you want to call it, and was a series, that's going to teach me something. Yeah. As long as they give me that kind of opportunity, that kind of information. That's the only thing I wish <clears throat> was different with the Block 15 series is there's a lot of great information on those cans when it comes to alpha acids, beta acids, aminos, all that kind of stuff. But that's a little too over my head. Right. If I could get on... But a... for somebody, that's still good. Sure, sure. For, for For, you know head brewmasters that do hop selection and things like that, that's awesome. If I could jump online, if they could provide me with something that would teach me about what I'm looking at, like, I love it when, you know, Wayfinder had that Glass Dolls recall, basically, because they found the levels of diacetyl were a little too high. Kevin wrote this huge thing on their website that explained about yeast and VDK and how diacetyl is created, and even though I kind of had a good idea of all the stuff he was talking about. Boy, I loved reading that. I thought that was so cool. And when you can tie that information into a beer and surround it by a cool release, that is something I'm really into. I think that's a great <clears throat> point. Uh, it, you talking about if Wayfinder did something like that with all the Pilsners mm-hmm. reminded me of the Breakside Oligarch series when they came right. out with the <clears throat> 10 barrel-aged stouts mm-hmm. using different ingredients and all sorts of different stuff, but using the same base yep. stout to start. Um, that was fascinating and fun. Mm-hmm. And That's it what also, it is. it's a fun way to learn. Like school right now for kids in America is a nightmare. Yeah, you know, it's an absolute nightmare, and it's making. And though this is this is where the old man comes out, it's making education not fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel, for the longest time, especially once I got into college, education was fun. I was like, oh, I love learning. And then when you get into your adult life and you find your professions, like as I'm working more at the radio station and doing things that I'm not technically qualified for, but I'm being trained to and I'm learning on the on the fly, that is really fun to me. And when you can mask the quote unquote boringness of education with fun and in this instance tied into a beer that you're drinking at the same time. Sign me up. It also reminded me of the stone box that we had. Exactly. That was a little different. It wasn't a series per se, but it was a chance to, especially the way we did it with having the 12 beers before Christmas, each one each day. 
to really dive into the differences between all the IPAs all made from stone. Mm -hmm. And some of the ones that they didn't have in America that they released in other countries only or slight tweaks here and there or whatever. Uh, I thought that was really, really interesting. So, yeah, I I agree with that 100%. That's what I mentioned last week, two weeks ago, that I like the single hop series. Mm -hmm. I like what Grains of Wrath is doing with their single hop beers because it's really diving down to the nuances of that hop. Mm Mm-hmm. I learned so much about Centennial more than I knew in the single hop series, the block 15, that it's going to help me in the future. That the fact that I can taste the Centennial in this beer right here, the Brewer's Cut, is huge because that's a hop for me that I could never discern, ever. Citra's easy. Mosaic was easy for me, and I like Strata, so I can kind of find that flavor. Centennial was always difficult for me because I felt like it was a little bit more subdued Mm -hmm. than dominant. But I taste it in this beer after having that single hop beer and really trying to dive down on the flavors. And, so I really, really appreciate that. And following that line of thought, you know, I mean, I'm just I was looking over at the COVID wall and mentioned mentioned Kevin. So I was reminded when 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 he was on the show with us, we did the fest beer stuff with him. <clears throat> I would things like that. Like I know they're all very similar, but they have their own little nuances. I would love it if a brewery. You know, if a Rosenstad or a Heater Allen or an Occidental or a Wayfinder, Zoigel House, these like classically known lager breweries that are local, were like, here's a Fest beer, here's a Meritzen, and here's an Oktoberfest. Like, I would love that. And would you want them to release them all at the same time? Yeah, hell so yeah. So that we could side by side hell them? Hell yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking that, yeah, too. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like just to be able to, to be able to, to to see subtle things again, it all comes back to this 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 knowledge thing. And beer is such a beer is such a fun thing to do because we all like to drink it. And as long as you don't take yourself too seriously, which I think is a, a tough thing for some folk, uh, and you can just enjoy the ride. That's that's to me what it's all about. That's what I want to see. Now, if it's not beer, you know, I want to see more variants in glassware and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm I'm really into that. I think too I want to see Rosenstadt make an IPA and I want to <laughs> see uh block fifteen package more loggers, you know, things well, like that. We we talked about <clears throat> this probably over a year ago at this point, but I lo- I like seeing breweries take more risks. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't mean it's always gonna work, but it's kind of how I buy my beer when I go to the supermarket and it's like, oh I'm going to buy this, 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 and this. I know it's a risk because I don't know what this brewery is, and I don't necessarily always love this style, but let me try it. I'd love to see breweries do that more. Um, I know that could probably be scary, especially as we're getting towards the end of the pandemic. You've been losing money, and you're just trying to get beer out the door that will sell. I get it, but I think that's one way to stretch yourselves and maybe find new recipes that you didn't think you would find. Um, so I, Not that necessarily these kind of series are like that, but it's still different than the usual. It's not, you're not making four different West coast IPAs with slightly different hop combinations and releasing them every three months. Right. You're doing something that is educational, which is important, but it it's, it's less about the education for me. And I guess just more about the experience of having all of those beers in front of me at the same time. It's like a personal flight or what what do you call it when you have it in, uh, you keep it away for a while. The old barrel aged beers. Celery. No, no, no! Like the you, it's a vertical. Oh, a vertical! It's yeah. like having your own <clears throat> vertical right in front of you to drink at once instead of <clears throat> saving it for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man! <clears throat> like I was giving shout outs and I totally saw this and now I don't have it. Uh, give me a quick second, but somebody, 
Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? I'm, I'm going fast. I'm going fast. I promise. It was Jeremy. Jeremy, I think so. I think it was Jeremy. He had all of the Block 15s lined up. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, you run the risk because they all came out at different times. So you got to kind of, you're, you're time sensitive there. That's really great. I think you, we, we kind of did it with the beer of the week too. The right. Verilic beer of the week of, it wasn't the same idea. It was one beer, but the idea of the beer was educational. See, was I was to every single week, see how it changed. I mean, that's one of my favorite things we've ever done on this show. You know, thanks to the Verilic crew for Drink. that. Um, is I would, a pillow. <laughs> well, I would love to see that happen. Like they push it on you, you know, like they just made the beer, put it out. And then it, you know, we took and ran with it. But I think what, what you were kind of alluding to and what I, what I'm going to kind of talk about on a larger scale is most breweries are open right now for indoor and outdoor seating. Some are just outdoor, you know, Wayfinders back open this weekend, which is really exciting, you know, but a lot of people are, are, you know, we're starting to get out of the COVID funk and we have so many resources at our disposal, not just ingredients, not just knowledge, but we have a customer base that yearns for more. And so you were saying this about taking risks. The door is wide open. The door is wide open. Now, I wouldn't say get get wild. I don't think every brewery needs to hit what? What are you laughing about? Nothing, nothing. Okay. Behind the scenes stuff. I, I don't think every brewery needs to... Well, now I lost my train of thought. I distracted you. Yep. I'm sorry. It's all right. You were talking about taking risks. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't think every brewery needs to make a smoothie sour. Right. I don't think every brewery needs to make a a, a barrel-aged stout. You know, I don't think every brewery needs a blending wild session. But we have the opportunity to do whatever the hell we want. And the fan base is going to be into it. Now, if that means you're going to do this wild thing, do it in a small batch. If you're going to do this... This block 15 single hop series, you can do that in bigger yeah. batches. Yep. So just be smart, check the market, and I think you have the opportunity to really do something fun. What would you guys like to see more from your breweries going into the rest of this year? Let us know. Instagram.com slash beers and us. You can DM us there or send us DMs on any of the other socials that we mentioned earlier in Teach the segment. Teach me. Teach me. Yes. I want to learn. Teach me. That's smart. Okay. We'll be back with the double beer of the week. This is Beers on Us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time! Here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We did that at the exact same time, which is why I paused awkwardly. Apologies for the awkward pause. I have the easier one because I had the can. Yes, and I had the bottle, which was probably a stupid decision to take. So what I decided to do today is because I felt bad. Last week I talked about these beers and I forgot the names of the beers. So I decided to bring the last two I had in... As beer of the week. Whoopsies. Patrick just poured the uh, can and he gave three fourths into one glass and one fourth into the other without realizing it. There Whoopsies. And hey, look at that, though. You evened it look out. Yes, you fixed right, it. You fixed you. it. Good thank job. You. Good job. Uh, these are the beers from Montana. Montana. Tony Montana. That, uh, here you Never go. see a bad guy like me. That I forgot the name of last week. And I wanted the same to- brewery? Uh, no, I wanted to give some love to both of them because I enjoyed both of them. They're not spectacular beers, but they are solid beers for what I expected to be, frankly, a little bit mediocre. I, wasn't, know, I wasn't really sure what to expect. You know, the bottle doesn't fit on the COVID wall. 
Well, there's a bottle section. It goes to the bottle COVID wall, which I think looks like crap. Well, it's because there's not that many bottles that we drink Well, and it's just the spacing of the shelves just don't really work for it. Right. I I hate the bottle COVID wall. Uh, since, uh, since I forgot, I wanted to bring them in. So these are the two beers. Oh, which makes me think real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to railroad this for a second. Okay. When does the COVID wall stop? When. I have an idea. When we think that things are quote close to normal. I think the COVID wall should stop when we can sit at a bar. Oh, okay. That might be a little longer though. What if the COVID wall stops when we go out, back out again into the wild? No, because we still could. Mm. Like, I was at Brothers Cascadia, and they still want to do something with us, but we could do that today. Right. We could do that tomorrow. Okay. Sure. Just throwing it out there. Stew on it. I like that we idea. We don't need an answer right now. The first beer is the Salmon Fly Honey Rye, malt beverage with honey added from Madison River Brewing. Malt beverage? Is it like 13%? Uh, with I just always think of malt liquor. <laughs> uh, I don't Where's the percent on this. I don't see percent on this. But it has to. Does it, though? That would be illegal. I mean, it might have been on the box that it, I didn't get. No, I think TTB makes you put it on the can or the bottle. I don't see, dude. Whoa, dude. I don't see oh, it. Oh, I found it. All right, let me look. You talk. This is the uh, honey rye that I got uh, from a friend of uh, the show that I work on on the station, and he brought in some beer for me. Uh, so it's a honey rye beer, which is a style I don't normally drink rye, but I like honey in my beer, so I was very excited about this one. And then you have the Checkmate Pilsner, which I don't know what the brewery is because you have the can over there. Red Lodge Ales. Yeah, so these are both Montana <laughs> beers. It's not an ale. <laughs> Bad marketing, Red Lodge Ales. But I mean, that's the I'm name joking. Of the- okay, okay, I don't care. Okay. Don't I'm going to start with the Honey Rye Lager, which is in the big wide glass. Okay. And uh, I'd like to see what your opinions are as well. I do. Don't go in with very high expectations. Go in thinking <laughs> you're drinking Montana beer. Go in like you're watching a Cleveland Indians baseball game. Got it. Yes. Maybe Bieber's on point today, but we're not going to score runs, so we still lose. Oh, you mean that happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened today. Three to two. It was a blizzard, to be fair. For like three innings, yeah. And that's where he gave up the runs. <laughs> Grip on the ball. Come on, my team. My team lost 3-2 as well, so don't yeah, worry about it. Your team lost to a good team, though. Mm-hmm. This is a very honey-forward beer. There's a lot of honey added to it, a lot of honey flavor in it. And by the way, there's no ABV on that, on that bottle, is there? There is no ABV on this bottle. Yeah. Madison River Brewing. Rules don't apply in Montana. Montana. <laughs> Never seen a bad guy like me. It's a very honey forward beer. Ah, I can like smell the sweetness. Yeah. It's I smell a little rye too though. Um the rye kind of cuts the honey orig- initially, but then the honey kind of powers back through again on the second sip. Uh I still think it's tasty though cuz I like honey. I like the honey flavor. So I think it kind of works to me. Yeah, it's interesting. Rye is such rye is such a pronounced character. If you're not using it as a blend, like if you're making a rye beer, rye is so pronounced. And that's, I get so much of that flavor on the back end. The honey, I'm getting like some residual sweetness. The nose is huge of it. But I don't know how much I'm tasting honey, which I think is a good thing for me who doesn't love honey beers. The rye for me is still the highlight of this beer. Oh, good. I'm glad. I feel like at the back end, you get a lot of that honey sweetness just kind of lingering on your palate on that second sip, but I'm glad you're getting a lot of the rye. I'm not finding a lot of the rye. I just feel like it's cutting the sweetness a little bit, but 
that's probably just our different palates, you know? Yeah. Salmon fly, honey rye, malt beverage. Like, is this, I mean, it's obviously alcoholic. Yes. Because let's say, between you and me, Mike, we know what non-alcoholic tastes like. (laughs) That wall will mock us forever now. In between the hot man and the snow cone are the three beers of death. The three beers of death. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'll tell you what, man. Three three beers to rule them all. (laughs) Three beers to kill them. You know what I really like about this bottle? This beer is, uh, oh, it's actually not that old, too. Nope. This beer bottle looks like the Deschutes bottles in the 90s, just in the sense like- Super old school. It's super old school. There's like a hand drawing of two guys on a boat. One guy's oaring, the other guy's fly fishing under a bridge in like the middle of nowhere, Montana, and then there's just this random like fly fishing lure on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I like the old school logo. Hatched on February 11th, 2021. Oh, that, because, yeah, fishing again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of cute. I Maybe it, they're near a hatchery, too. Maybe there's a hatchery on the Madison River. It's a little sticky, but I, I'm kind of into it. Look, we're I'm, looking at Montana. I'm kind of into okay. it. All right. Everything there is probably sticky, right? Well, it's not sticky, I'll tell you that. hey Woo! <laughs> uh, Second beer is the Checkmate Pilsner from Red Lodge Ale. Just going to say this. Love the name. Checkmate Pilsner. Checkmate Pilsner. Love and they it. got like chess <clears throat> on the on the can, right? Love it. Checkmate. C Z E. Yep. Checkmate. Very, very, very clever. Um they also do something that I've seen with a lot of other breweries. The flavor profile. Clean and crisp. Color. It's like a like a uh a, a scale. A scale. You know, it's to the left, so it's lighter. Right would be darker. IBU twenty six. Alcohol five one awesomeness 100 oh god and i'm really <laughs> i haven't tasted this beer yet but i'm really excited because like i told you when i went to montana, i think that one's fairly fresh too when i went to montana i couldn't find loggers you know kalispell brewing was the only place i could find a logger and they're uh two ski brewski oh i can't i was like oh i don't remember what it is and then you were like two ski brewski Speaking of sticky, well, I didn't say that. You said it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like hating my own life right now, I'm not hating your life. Well, take a sip. Uh, on the nose, you get a little bit nervous with the nose. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't come across that way in the sip. Trust me. Trust right. me. It doesn't come across that way in the sip. You know, I I know this poop smells like poop, but it doesn't taste like poop. It smells oxidized, but it is not as oxidized. You know, in flavor. it smells oxidized. It... Take a sip. Stop smelling it. Take a sip. It's better than the the smell indicates. Trust me. That's a bad beer, Mike. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That is really, way to make me feel like an idiot. It's okay. That that is really full. Mm-hmm. I think it's too full for a check. Okay. Um, it's got a weird bitterness to it that I'm not really into. Okay. I don't know how someone can call this a pilsner. Okay. Well, I guess that is part of my reasoning. I'm I'm bad at the whole Pilsner game. Like, it's not a style that I'm good at. Sure. So I'm just like, oh, I get a good mouthfeel, and I get some flavor. It doesn't help that about an hour and a half ago, I had a Chuckanut Pilsner. Mm. You had the comparison. So I've got the gold standard. So you've had one beer that you enjoyed. Yeah. And I, one that you did not. Yeah, I thought, I thought the Honey Rye, uh, it's not my beer. I'm not a big rye beer guy. Um, but there are some rye beers out there that I have had that I really enjoy. I mean, I lived in Breakside for four years, and Rye Curious is an amazing beer. So I do love some rye beers, but they're definitely not in my wheelhouse. 
Yeah, the Madison River is solid. This this Pilsner for me is pretty rough. Okay, yeah, I'm terrible at at, at Pilsners. It's a style that I still haven't gotten wrapped my head around. And I'm still working on it too. It's just one of those, especially that, the Czech style. I'm more of a German American style than a Czech style. But even the best Pilsners to me, sometimes I'm just like, ah, I don't know if this is my style, but I want to keep trying it and like it. Do you feel like boring? It's not boring. There is a flavor that is used in the Pilsner that doesn't hit my palate well. Okay. Don't know what it is. Don't know what ingredient it is. But in almost every Pilsner, I get it. And I'm just like, I like most of this beer except for that one flavor. Gotcha, gotcha. It's almost like a little skunky. All right. And I don't I don't love that. It reminds me of bad college beer. <laughs> and I know that there's probably something in there that is meant to have a little bit of that flavor. It just doesn't sit well with me. So when I tasted not that in this beer, I was like, ooh. I think this beer is okay. Fair enough. But it's not a Pilsner. Fair enough. I'm going to go ahead and believe Patrick over myself on this one. <laughs> and you guys should as well. There's our two beer of the weeks. It is the Montana beers, a honey rye, and a Czech Pils, one of which is a success, the other of which is a half success, <laughs> in our opinion. Fair enough. All right. Next week, we haven't figured it out yet, but the the both of us have gotten our first COVID vaccine. Yes, this is true. And uh, my second one is in two Mondays, and your second one is in three weeks. Three Mondays. Yes. So I am the 19th. I am the 12th. And I'm going to take 420 off so we can party! A.K.A. lay in bed feeling sick because of the second shot. This is most likely what's going to happen. (laughs) Uh, But after that, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm hoping by next week we might have a little special announcement for you guys. Uh Uh-huh. We'll see. I'm way. I got some emails sent out. I got to figure some things, and we got to figure some stuff out. Uh, the good news is, no matter what those emails say, I'm pretty sure we have a cool announcement to give you guys. Yes, we do. So that'll be coming up next week, and uh, we'll start getting out there again very, very soon. Because as we said, what like three or four weeks ago, the light is at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and it's getting closer, guys. Getting closer and closer. Stay safe. Go get vaccinated if you want to, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys at a bar very, very soon. Not just if you want to. Just do it for the better good of everybody. Well, I mean, yes, but some people don't want to, so let them make their own decisions. Well, You should get vaccinated, but if you don't want to, that's, our, that, that's your decision. Would you at least still wear a mask? No. I hate you. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. The door says.